How great is our God? Um, well, welcome everyone. Um, it's great to uh, be here today with you, uh, especially on what I consider to be the absolutely worst day of the year. Daylight savings time for me is absolutely the worst because you lose an hour of sleep. Um, you could be optimistic and say you gain an hour of daylight, but I tend to want to be cranky about it. So it's absolutely the worst day of the year. Um, no doubt about that, but uh, I'm glad we're here together to worship God together. Um, it's a beautiful worship that we just had. Um, thank you, Aaron, also for uh, doing the offering. And we're going to continue worshiping God through uh, His Word, looking at His Word. And we're starting a new series today, and it's called How to Be Rich. And it's all about money, and it's all about the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Um, shout out to Robin Leach, I guess. Good Charlotte, depending on how old you are. Um, but, yeah, we're starting this new series, and over the next few weeks, um, what I hope we can do is we can actually apply what we just learned in the James series. You know, we just got through looking at the book of James, and we looked at about being doers of the word. So what I hope is that um, we're going to look at a lot of practical advice um, with being rich uh, and all of that. So let's be doers of the word. Let's hear what God has to say and apply it to our lives. So we are in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Um, but before we look at the scripture, I just want to ask you all a question. How many of you guys, when you were growing up, when you were a little kid, you said, one day, I hope to be rich? Anyone? Says, yeah, I want to be rich. Yeah. Got some honest people. That's good. Um, so how many of you now that you are grown up would say, yeah, I am rich? Okay. Yeah, we got some, some people. That's, that's good. Um, let me ask it another way. Uh, for those of you that didn't raise your hand, how many of you guys grew up and said, one day, I want to be poor when I grow up. <laughs> uh, maybe, unless you were a kid who had a very uh, profound spiritual understanding of poverty, I, I doubt it because, I, I mean, I'm being honest, with myself growing up, I, I wanted to be rich growing up. It's just something in our culture, I don't know what it is. It's like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool to one day grow up and be rich. And, you know, I could get real spiritual on you and say, hey, listen, money isn't important to me, and uh, that's not my ambition in life to get rich. Uh, and there's a lot of truth in that. And as a Christian, that shouldn't be your driving force is to get rich. Uh, but what I found is more often than not, uh, when, when people, especially Christians, tend to say that, well, I, I don't care about money or I, I don't, that's not my ambition in life, it's really an excuse to be lazy or, or to, to not work hard or, and honestly, maybe not even follow God's will for your life. Let me give you an example. Uh, for me personally, uh, when I go to work, um, I, I say to myself, I, I just need to do the bare minimum uh, to get through uh, my day. Just do the bare minimum, and you know, I, my goal isn't to climb up the ladder in my workplace. My goal isn't to make a lot of money and, and get a lot of worldly fame. And then I have a coworker, and you know, this guy, he's like super employee, right? He's the guy, he's the brown noser, he's the super overachiever. Okay, this guy, he will go to meetings for projects he's not even a part of. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, and I'm thinking, you know, you have this ambition. That's just not my, my ambition. I don't, I don't care that much about what I do for work. But if I'm honest with myself, um, really I'm using it as an excuse to not give 100% of myself to my job. And so the point here is that when you see someone that has had a lot of worldly success, someone that would be rich by our standards, don't automatically assume that it's because um, they're selfish, or don't automatically assume that it's because they trampled over people or didn't have compassion for people, or they weren't following God's will to get to that point. 
And the idea is that being rich is not a sin. There, it's not sinful to be rich. But this series that we're going to talk about is that we're not going to talk about how to get rich. Because where the sin comes in a lot of times is that when people do things on, they'll do anything to get rich. Or when they are rich, how they handle their money isn't very honoring to God. And so this series isn't about how to get rich because there's a lot in the world, um, a lot of schemes on how to get rich. Uh, but this series is all about how to be rich. And like I said, we're in 1 Timothy chapter 6. And in 1 Timothy, Paul is saying, hey, Timothy, listen, you're going to encounter rich people in your ministry. Uh, the, the rich folk, they're going to come into your church. And this is what you should say to them. In 1 Timothy 6, it's up here on the screen. And it says this. <laughs> Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So he says, you who are rich, don't be arrogant about it. Don't put your hope in your wealth, but put your hope in God. And it's interesting. There's a phenomenon that I see is that when, when, when I ask the question, how many of you guys would consider yourself rich? Um, some of you guys, I was surprised how many actually put up your hands. But um, we, we tend to get uncomfortable when, when people ask that. Or when... when when you want to talk about being rich, people don't really want to talk about it. They try to downplay their richness. It's so easy to talk about how poor you are. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I, I live in a tiny apartment and um, rent is so hard to pay. But it, when it comes to rich, um, if you're someone that is rich and someone comes to your home and says, oh my gosh, your home is amazing. Uh, you, it's like, it's so beautiful. And we tend to say, yeah, well, you know, it's, it was a short sale, so I got a good deal on it. <laughs> you, tend to, you tend to downplay your richness because it's awkward. You, know, you don't want to come across as being greedy or prideful. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, you can be prideful and even arrogant about your poverty. So um, richness, being rich, isn't a sin. But why is it that we get kind of uncomfortable when we talk about it? And I think it's because a lot of times what we do is we compare ourselves when we think about what richness is, and someone says, hey, you're so rich. Say, oh, I'm, I'm rich. I know someone much richer than I am. And it's so easy to compare yourself up and to look at people who might be richer than you are. And so this comparison happens, but it rarely ever happens uh, looking down. You rarely like compare yourselves to people that are um, poor. And I think the problem is, when, we, when I ask the question, how many of you guys would say that you're rich? I don't think that we really know what rich is. You know, where, where is the, the rich line? You know, if this is the line that's rich, am I on this side or did I cross it and did I become rich? And the fact is, most of us in this room, at some point in our life, we are going to cross that line. We are going to be rich. And a lot of us in here, we probably already are rich and we might not even know it. Um, but being rich is a relative term in, in many respects. Uh, because, like I said, someone making $20,000 a year looks at someone making $50,000 and says, man, if I only made as much as you did, I would be rich. But then the person making $50,000 says, yeah, well, if I can only make $75,000 a year, then I'd be rich. And it goes so on and so on. And so rich is a relative term. And to illustrate my point, I have a video put on to show you guys on how 
richness um, is really relative to your point of view. Gentlemen, it's come to my attention that a breakaway Russian Republic, Kripalakistan, is about to transfer a nuclear warhead to the United Nations in a few days. Here's the plan. We get the warhead and we hold the world ransom for one million dollars. <throat> well, don't you think we should maybe ask for more than a million dollars? A million dollars isn't exactly a lot of money these days. Virtucon alone makes over nine billion dollars a year. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Okay then. We hold the world ransom for one hundred billion dollars. <laughs> All right, so uh, in the 60s, Dr. Evil, you know, a million dollars went a long way, but in, in the 90s, at, at that point, a uh, million didn't really go as far as it used to. And so where that rich line is, it's a constant moving target. Um, you look in First Timothy we read, Paul says, command those who are rich. And you have to ask the question, well, who is he speaking to? Who are the rich? And those who are rich back then wouldn't be rich today. And so uh, I think that we have this, uh, when we think about am I rich, uh, we, we really just think about, well, no, because I know someone richer than I am. But the fact of the matter is, some of us in here, we're mega rich. We're mega rich. We really are. And some of us are rich and we don't even know it uh, or we're not willing to admit it. And, uh, you know, I, I think that you look at, I said earlier, how we tend to compare up, but we rarely will um, compare down. And I think the reason we compare our status where we're at is, in all honesty, I think it helps us lower ourselves, make us feel a little bit more humble than, um, than maybe uh, we, we felt before. And really, it lends to our own natural desires, because our natural desire is to covet. Our natural desire is to want more and more and more. And if we thought we were rich and we were actually content with where we were at, um, then we wouldn't want to covet and, and want more. And uh, what, you know, then we don't have that desire anymore. And I think that in a, in a weird way, we actually want to want more. Hmm. And so I have some good news and some bad news for you guys today. And you can follow along in your bulletin. Um, I'm going to start with the good news. And the good news is that you are rich. The good news is you are rich. And, um, I, and I just want you to know, I'm not over-spiritualizing this. I'm talking, you guys are rich. Like, materially, you guys are rich. And you're saying, well, I'm rich. Maybe the person next to me, they look rich, but I'm not rich. But I think because we compare ourselves to people who are richer, we don't really have a, a worldview of um, where we stand. And so I have this graph for you guys. And just to put in perspective of um, where you fall in this graph, this is just uh, world income. And look, if you make... 20,000 a year, you're in about the top 10% of the world. If you make 30,000 a year, you're about the top 5%, and so on. And of those born in the United States, almost all will be in the world's richest 20% and control more than 80% of the world's income. Now, we now we know that we're rich, so I want you guys to do something for me. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, hey, I'm rich. Now say, hey, you're rich. Every single person in here is rich. We're, we're rich folk in here. Um, but I understand, listen, I, I understand that a lot of us don't feel rich. 
And a lot of snow fewer is because we're saying, okay, that's a great statistic compared to third world countries I'm rich, but my country I'm dirt poor. <laughs> and how does that graph, how does that help me pay my bills? How does it help me provide for my family? And listen, I understand, you know, a lot of us have fallen on hard times. Some of us don't have a job. Some of us um, have medical bills and it's hard to pay. And as a church, we want to be there for each other to help in any way we can. Um, but still, some of us, uh, we, we still cry that we're, we're so poor, and yet we have, uh, we have a smartphone, uh, we, we watch uh, cable TV, and we have DVRs, and we eat out three to five times a week. And, and the point is, is that we have this wrong view of, of what richness is. And this series isn't about how to get rich, it's how to be rich, to recognize that you are rich. And the first sub-point of the fact that you are rich is this, that um, in order to understand how to be rich, you must first admit that you are rich. Okay, If you're going to be good at being rich, you have to first admit you are rich. Now, like I said, I didn't want to over-spiritualize this because I'm, I'm saying, like, you are materially rich. You guys got some dough. You got resources. God has blessed you living in America with so many things that people all across the world don't have. But there is the spiritual aspect of it. And I want you to know that whether you make six figures or whether you make $6 an hour, your true measure of richness is your life in Christ. Um, you're truly rich. You're truly blessed because you have eternal life in Jesus. That, that, that God gave us this free gift of eternal life by Jesus dying on a cross. And that is the true measure of our wealth. It really is. But we have to also recognize that we have so many resources that many other people do not have. Um, some of us are so rich we have two cars, right? Some of us are so rich we, we actually have a house to put our cars in, a garage. I mean, if you think about it, uh, do you have access to clean water? Do you have access to plumbing? Do you have shoes on your feet? There's, there's many people that they don't have these things that we have. And so the next sub-point here is that God has blessed me with more than I need. I'm rich. And we have to understand that, is that we have more than we need. And a lot of us don't feel rich because we're comparing ourselves to uh, the rest of our country. We see someone, you know, the standard is, I want to have a, a house with three bedrooms and two baths and, you know, uh, 2,000 square feet. But the fact is, is that God wants you to recognize that where you're at right now in your life, you have more than you need and you, you're blessed beyond belief. Um, so, being rich isn't the problem. It, it's not a sin, actually. It's, it's a good thing that God has blessed us. But the problem is, is that when you take good things and you give them to sinful people, in which we are all sinful, we tend to misuse them. We tend to misapply them. And so that leads to the bad news. And if the good news is that you're rich, the bad news is you're rich. <laughs> That's the bad news. And, and Jesus uses, um, uh, he uses some humor here to kind of convey his point, and I love it because if you didn't think that Jesus had a sense of humor, you've never read this verse. And humor is a great way, if done properly without cutting people down, it's a great way to relate a truth. And he says here in Luke, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, just this image of a camel going through the eye of a needle, uh, it's just a ridiculous image. I have to believe uh, all the people he was, he was telling this to, that they just cracked up. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
But when he's saying then, you think that's ridiculous, how much harder is it for you who are rich to enter the kingdom of God? A more modern example is, you know, you have a camel going through the eye of a needle. Um, how hard is it for, I don't know, a, a 300-pound man to fit into some skinny jeans? And you would say, wow, that, yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, it's even harder for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Well, why is that? You know, he doesn't say it's impossible for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God, but it's very hard. And why is that? Well, there's a few problems with uh, being rich, or I should say a few temptations with being rich. The first one is this, is that it is harder for you to depend on God. When you have resources, when, when you're blessed, like we are in this country, um, it's so much harder to depend on God because when we meet any sort of problem or difficulty, we can turn to our money, we can turn to our resources, and we don't have to turn to God. Um, just as an example, in my own life, um, you guys have been following in the news the sequestration, they have to make those budget cuts, um, the automatic budget cuts. Well, that affects my job. In fact, I, um, I'm going to have a significant decrease in pay because of these budget cuts. And, uh, my first instinct you would think would be, well, well, God, you know, I have God on my side, and, and God's going to get me through this. But to be honest, my, my first reaction is, you know, I have my emergency fund in place. My emergency fund's going to get me through this. And really what it revealed to me is that I didn't need to depend on God because I have my money as my security. And so it's harder when you have that money um, to depend on God. And for a lot of people who are not believers in Jesus, that's the very thing that keeps them from believing in Jesus. Um, you know, the, the, the young rich man who comes to Jesus and says, what do I have to do? And Jesus says, well, sell away all your possessions. And he's like, forget that. Um, it's because my life's great. I haven't really had hardships. When I have a problem, I throw some money at it. And they don't, you don't need Jesus. But even those of us who have um, put our lives uh, entrusted to Jesus, we still fall into this. You know, you can do everything right. God wants you to save. God wants you to work hard. He wants you to invest for your future. You can do all of these things, and yet you can still then have that tendency to not depend on God when, when you, uh, to fully depend on God. And that's the case where a lot of us are in. We've gotten comfortable. Comfortable. We don't have to worry about um, where our next meal is going to come. We don't have to worry about whether or not we're going to have shoes on our feet. For some people, that's a reality in their life where they have to depend on God for those things. They have no other choice because if not God, then, then who or what? But for us, it's a lot harder because we have these rich blessings. The second uh, problem or temptation, I guess, with being rich is that it distracts us from our true priorities. You know, when you're rich, we have all these... Um, uh, these blessings, you can easily um, have all the desires of your heart. You can go on vacations, you know, if you're not feeling well, you can get a massage every week if you want to, you can buy expensive toys, and you can distract yourself. And what happens is we fill our lives with these things, and we distract ourselves from our true priority. We forget that God has called us to go into the world and to be on mission with Him and the local church to help seek and save the lost. Because we're so busy building our own little empire, our own little kingdom with all the uh, earthly riches. But I want you to know that there's so much better riches uh, in Jesus than what the world can offer. And instead of chasing that, that dangling carrot, uh, which you see right up there, instead of chasing that carrot and trying to gather more riches, 
we need to realize that we already are richly blessed with Jesus, and we can enjoy those riches in Jesus right now where we're at, no matter what our, our financial situation is or, or, or our lifestyle. And but what we what we tend to do is we want to we want more and more and more. You know, I'm, I'm not satisfied where God has me now. I want to be somewhere else. And it, it is important to have vision for the future. It's important to work towards goals. But when you start to compare yourself and you start to say, well, I could do so much more if God just gave me more. Well, let me ask you this: If you're not satisfied with your life, what God has given you now, why do you think you're going to be satisfied if He gives you um, more money or more uh, material. If you don't have um, the if you don't have the principles that you're not practicing the principles of what you have now, uh, you're not going to practice them when you have more. You may think, well, if I had more, I could do more for God. But if you're selfish now and all you're doing is trying to um, have that selfish ambition, why do you think that money is going to somehow transform you into a selfless person? It's not going to happen. It just isn't going to happen. And so what we need to realize is that God has blessed us right where we are. And he may be calling us out into other circumstances, into more blessing. But maybe he wants you to honor him in what you have now and see how you handle what you have now um, before he gives you more. He may want to, to see, well, if I can entrust you with a little, then I can definitely entrust you with more. So that leads to the... The third uh, sub-point here of, of why it's, it's hard to enter the kingdom of God and the problem with being rich is that you have a greater responsibility. Um, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And uh, in, the, in the words of Uncle Ben to, to Peter Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, Spider-Man reference there. But, uh, so, <laughs> the, more, the more you have, the more responsibility you have. Could you believe that the reason, one of the reasons that God has blessed you is so that you could bless others? Yes. That he, he hasn't just given you blessings just for your own benefit. Like, sh sure, it, it is for your benefit, and it's great, but there's also the, the component that he wants to use you to reach the world. I mean, just look how amazingly blessed we are in America, how God has used this country. I, I mean, the gospel has spread to the ends of the earth. Uh, just through all the technological advances and, and the, uh, all the missions that we've been able to, to send out. It's just amazing how when God blesses someone that you can be a blessing to others. And so you have a greater responsibility um, when, when you're rich. But what we tend to want to do is just afford it um, in, our, in our own hearts instead of freely uh, giving it out. And so there's the good news and there's the bad news. God is calling you where you're at right now. He, he wants you to stop worrying about what you don't have, to stop worrying about what other people have, and to start praising him with what you do have, with what he has given you. And I tell you, if you can honor God with what he has given you now, just wait and see how he will transform your life. Just wait to see how he will bless you and how others will be blessed because of it. He wants to transform your attitude before he transforms your bank account. He wants to transform your heart um, before he gives you more. True. And so we're going to end here, but the thing that I, I want to just speak to all of you guys and hope that you're encouraged by is that, you know, it's, it's so easy to fall into um, the, the comparison game and to see how others have more than we do. But what I want to leave you with is this. Um, I have it up here on the slide. 
As you go through this week, just reflect on this. Um, just pray over it. And let that be a reality in your life. You need to believe it, that God has blessed me with more than I need. I'm rich. And the first step to knowing how to be rich, how to handle it, is to first admit that you're rich. Uh, for some of us, we're so rich and we haven't depended on God. It means, it means giving our life to Christ for the first time. You know, some of us in here, um, it's, it's a thing that has kept us from believing in Jesus. We put our security, our hope in our bank account, in our wealth. And I want you to know that if you entrust your life to Christ, there are so much greater blessings, so much greater wealth and riches than you will ever find in this earth. And for the rest of us, maybe we need to uh, repent of this attitude we have that we're somehow um, less fortunate. Um, you're, you're, you're so blessed. Uh, we're so blessed as a, as a church. So um, let's believe it. Let's start acting.